Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and I'm really glad to be Donna Otto. Well, some days I'm not so glad to be Donna Otto, but I'm really glad for the privileges that being me, the daughter of the Lord, the wife of David Otto, and the privilege of coming to you through this amazing vehicle. And I titled this show today, Change Our Hearts this time. You know why? Because a few days ago, I told you about this phrase in a song that's been in my head for years, maybe a decade. Not one, but two of you from around the country, one from around the country and one from out of the country, sent me emails telling me the name of the song, the author of the song, how to connect to the song. I've been listening to the song every day on YouTube. Oh, Change Our Hearts This Time by Rory Cooney. Can you believe it? Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. It has meant so much to me. So I wanted to give you just the chorus of this, and I promised I wasn't going to sing, but if the last phrase comes out in melody, you'll understand why, because it's been a melody. Six notes, I figured out. It takes six notes that I put in my head years ago, and it never left me. Change our hearts this time, your word says it can be. Change our minds this time, your life could make us free. We are the people you called set apart. Lord, this time, change our hearts. Lord, this time, change our hearts. And I think I've told you through the years how very, very much I look forward to this time of the year. And the older I get and the more I practice this thing called the 40 days before the crucifixion and resurrection, the more it means to me. It's that reiteration. It's the same account. I've read it before. I know the days of the week. And if you haven't gone to our website to look for the Easter basket and what to put in the basket and how to celebrate Holy Week, if you haven't gone to the archives to look for activities to help you celebrate with your children, please do so. We've spent a lot of years creating these things. But it is for me an acute awareness of his presence, of his guidance, of my stopping long enough to say, remind me. And I began this series on a changed heart. And so today, I just want to spend a few minutes talking to you about my own early steps of this first week of a changed heart. And it's not that I'm trying to be braggadocious in any sort of way, but I think sometimes when we don't have a practice and somebody says, hmm, we want to know how to do that. So the first thing I did was I bought a very inexpensive little teeny tiny journal because I'm just going to use it for these 40 days. And I'm only using it as regards to my cultivation of my heart. And then I heard the Lord say I needed to keep it simple, S-I-M-P-L-E, simple. I thought, okay, simple. I'm never very simple. People who know me, I'm not very simple. As a matter of fact, I can be very complicated and my brain gets going way too fast and way too deep. So I thought, what are the words that would represent simple? So I'm going to tell you that today. Don't worry, I'm going to tell you more piece of this as we go along this next few days. Sincere, intentional, merciful, pleading, longing, and expectant. And I am all of these things. 
I am practicing all of these things. And because of the phrases in this song, which I now have all the words to, thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, I'm challenged by, Lord, this time change my heart, but also change my mind. So I have been practicing these last six or seven days, not only a perseverance in prayer, but a perseverance in keeping my mind awake. When you say your mind is always awake, yes it is, but it's not always awake in the area it should be. It's dozing on one side and screaming on the other side. So I've been practicing that. My husband came in and was singing on Christ the Solid Rock I Stand. Just singing, he has a wonderful baritone voice, and I made that my song for these 40 days. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. And you know that song, if you've been in Sunday school, um, the Jesus who built the house on the rock, and the house that was not built on the rock, the house that was built on the sand went splash. So I want to continue in these 40 days of taking time to separate from my normal activities to concentrate on these days of the end of Christ's life, the last discourse found in John chapters 17, 18, and 19, all of the days of Holy Week, and then some Lenten reading materials. And the first thing that came to my attention was in our church service, and that was Psalm 51. So I'm saying to you, if you've been wondering where to read, may I encourage you to look to Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. This is the time of the year of recognizing where we have gone astray and where we want to be repentant and where we want to be contrite and where we want to come back in the, the fold of our understanding and who Christ is. And then the Lenten material that I've been reading each day this book is called The Small Surrenders. Huh. That seemed quite amusing to me. I don't think of any surrender as small. I think surrenders are a difficult, a difficult thing for us to engage in. And I think during this journey between here and the cross, as we look to how Christ led it, it there were a lot of small surrenders. And this book I've been reading is talking about what those small surrenders could look like in our own lives. The Spirit drove Jesus to the wilderness. It's our task to imitate his journey, to walk with him, to let the Spirit drive us into a desert place, into a desert place and face to face with the things that we need to make alterations in our own lives. We need to make alterations in our own lives. So that is how I am preparing myself these days, and I'm looking forward to talking to you more and more about this as I go along. Um, the last thing I want to do today is to read to you a little bit of part of our 
services in a lot of churches in the country where we actually take a moment of quiet to make confessions. So if you're reading Psalm 51, that is a huge step toward acknowledging where you may need to make another left turn or a right turn. And if that's the case, then I hope that you will do that. Before we can turn ourselves into a repentant heart, we, we spend some time finding out, as I suggested in Psalm 51, where I need to make a change. Change my heart, O oh Lord, this time. Change my heart. So I have put in my wee little inexpensive journal uh, a confession, a full sense of confession of various things that I may or may not uh, need to confess, but they are our reminders. Here's one. Have you got too much self-pity? Or maybe there's impatience in your life. Or how about anger, bitterness, or resentment? Or how about self-indulgent appetites? <laughs> I wanted to know if that was the popcorn bowl that I ate that was too much popcorn in it, or the ice cream that I ate that was too much ice cream in it. But, but it's way deeper than that. It's our intemperate pursuit of worldly things. Intemperate, self-indulgent appetites. Maybe you're suffering with a little ingratitude. Or judgments, false judgments. The list of possibilities are there written in this great confession and have given me opportunity to pause and to pray and let the Lord reveal to me what I need to engage in in the area of confession, which leads me to repentance, which leads me to a changed heart. I hope you've listened to the first two sessions on this Change My Heart, a spiritual formation. I hope that you are concentrating a little bit on the notion of what change means. Let me remind you that change is not only disruptive, it can be expansive. It can increase your world and allow you to be engaged in new things. Well, we're modern homemakers, and there are a lot of things on our website. If you've not been there recently, please tune in and see what's coming up. I'm working on an article that I'm going to put up on the front page, on the home page, very soon, so you'll look for that. It's about a nun in streets clothing. You'll love it. And um, I'm talking about it so that I complete it. <laughs> it's my tool and my trigger to get it done. The last thing I want to say to you today is that I'm changing the format up a little bit, so I hope you'll bear with me. We may have less 15 or 20-minute shows and a few 40-minute shows. Like the next one I'm going to do is going to take 30 minutes to do. So get ready or divide me in half and use your 15 minutes one day and 15 the next. I recently was at a soccer tournament for our granddaughter. And a little ice cream truck came by. The little ice cream truck, you know. Ringle bells, ringle bells. Oh my goodness, it just reminded me of my childhood. When there was a man, literally, uh, who had his push cart, and he rang the bell, and we all ran over to it. Not the truck, not the bell that drives you crazy, that drives around your neighborhood to get your kids out of the house to buy more ice cream, but this little guy. And so I looked at my husband, and he said, you want an ice cream? And I said, I do. He charged after the man, and he brought an old-fashioned ice cream cone. 
Okay, just an old-fashioned, like one of those waffle cones with ice cream on the top, then there's some chocolate and there's some nuts. Do you all recognize it? They have lots of names for it, but it's an old-fashioned ice cream cone, except that this has a new-fashioned twist that really touched my heart. So I'm eating the ice cream, and I've got the nuts off and the chocolate off, and the ice cream is really good, but when I get to the cone, the cone's a little soggy, but there's still ice cream in it. And I say to myself, yeah, enjoy the whole thing. Your husband ran after the guy to get it. Just enjoy it. And I started biting down and biting down. And I got now two-thirds of the way done. And you know what was at the bottom of the ice cream cone? More chocolate. More chocolate. You know, I've been talking to you off and on about the importance of staying with something. Something as small as staying with the whole ice cream cone brought this great delight. So I don't know what you're thinking about quitting. I don't know how bad and awful it is at home with your husband or your children or your church or your neighbors or your employer or your employees. Wait, wait, get through the soggy part of the ice cream cone. And I promise you, I do promise you that the Jesus who calls you to come, to follow, and to abide will reward you in your abiding, will reward you in your waiting. And think of me on my old-fashioned ice cream cone. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go on and make it a very uncommon day of change. 